Welcome to this edition of Community Matters Podcast, where we discuss issues important to managing and governing condos, cooperatives, and homeowner associations. My name is Tony Campisi, Executive Director of Community Associations Institute's Pennsylvania and Delaware Valley Chapter. What will housing of the future look like? The housing landscape, indeed the entire way we live, work, and play, is changing. In today's episode of Community Matters, I'll explore these issues along with how technology will impact housing of the future with my guest Robert C. Griffin Esquire with the law firm Griffin Alexander, which specializes in community association law and landlord-tenant law in the states of New Jersey, New York, and Pennsylvania. The firm was founded in 1995. Bob, thank you for joining me today. Pleasure to be here. So, Bob, tell me, what will housing of the future look like? Well, in the near term, housing will continue to shift to the live-work-play concept. For those unfamiliar with the concept of live-work-play, the more recent housing developments, especially in Philadelphia and surrounding areas, are campuses where residential uses such as apartments, condominiums, co-ops exist on the upper floors of the building and retail uses serving that resident population exist on the ground level, such as restaurants, dry cleaners, childcare, grocery, and the like. Sometimes these campuses will include multiple buildings, all of which are constructed with different intentions. For example, you may find one residential use that consists of apartments with luxury amenity type uses on the ground floor, such as a gym, spa, or bar. Within this same development, you might also find a condominium association utilizing the upper levels with doctor's offices on the first floor. This use will only expand in the future as the nation continues to realize the negatives associated with commuting to and from work and social events, as well as the positives of convenience. It sounds like people are living, working, and playing all in the same space, or or will in the future. So how will that development impact our society? Well, housing will become more affordable, more eco-friendly, flexible and stylish in architecture, and healthier. Let's talk about affordability. As these live, work, and play sites increase, there will be a greater migration to urban centers. Some experts predict 41 megacities will uh, occur by 2030, an increase of 22% for residents living within cities. The family size will shrink, requiring smaller living quarters. The concept of a sharing society will increase through the technologies that are produced. Similar to car sharing and Airbnb, where people share with others the most intimate environments, people will continue to share more and more with others. Great shifts in societal trends are followed by architecture and supported by advancements in technology. Affordability and efficiency in use of resources will become the main focus. Our desire for community and connection will drive architecture. Recycling, uh, repairing, sharing, and preserving will become a greater consideration than replacing the old with the new. Let's talk about eco-friendly. In 1994, only 38 countries had mandatory or voluntary guidelines for building-related energy consumption or greenhouse gas emissions. In 2018, 88 countries had guidelines. As our society continues to shift to living green, so will voluntary initiatives to support the demand in the market. 
If people want to live green, the market will allow people to do so. With live, work, play sites at the local level, these will be supported. The local level will also provide an eco-friendly benefit to society in return. The commercial and residential building sector accounts for 39% of carbon dioxide emissions in the United States every year. This is more than any other sector. The result of seeking energy efficient and climate friendly environments will greatly impact any threat to the environment. Talking about flexibility, people will continue to desire customizable homes that fit their particular needs. As the population increases, there will be housing shortages. Apartment living is already becoming preferred to home ownership. The wealth gap will continue to grow, and New York, for example, expects that low-cost housing will continue to grow between 2019 and 2030. That trend will follow in Philadelphia and many of the other megacities that are going to be created by that time. The youth will require homes that suit their digital needs, while seniors will require homes that accommodate their need for connection with technologies that will make seniors' lives easier. There will be more stylish architecture. There will be growth in a number of uh, cities, and each city will try to make its mark on society. The cities will begin to offer different environments and blends of architecture, events, lifestyle, and local culture. The live, work, play communities may favor the more athletic or the more senior as examples. Imagine being an, uh, a, a substantial athlete. Uh, your lifestyle would not be the same as that of a senior citizen, and, and the, uh, the housing that you desire is going to need to adapt to that. And the seniors, likewise, will want more com uh, camaraderie and, uh, more, and more sedentary activities. Uh, the athlete probably wouldn't want to live in that environment. So now you're going to have uh, a more healthy environment, too. Uh, Farm-to-table cooking will be the way of the future. And as our society becomes more educated about the impact of certain ingredients on our body, society, society will become more health conscious. Illumination will mimic natural light to improve biorhythms and ventilation and water systems will become state of the art. A focus will be on well communities which focus on making the air, water, nourishment, light, fitness, temperature, sound, materials, mind, and community more efficient and more natural. So Bob, in, in some respects, uh, with the information you just shared with us with respect to people sort of moving back to the cities, an increase in, in urban population, stylish architecture, etc., it sounds like the housing of the future in some ways is going backwards to maybe where we were 40, 50 years ago in, in America. I don't know that I would use the word backwards. Certainly there is going to be a influx of population back into the cities. Uh, all the experts seem to think so. But I think it will be on steroids. So the, the buildings will now be 200 stories high. Uh, the campuses will be immense. The, uh, the shared facilities will be first class. The health uh, is going to be unlike anything ever experienced before, uh, where if you wanted a HEPA air filter today, it would cost you a pretty penny. Uh, in the future, those are going to be made so efficient and so affordable that everyone will have them. And all large buildings, all small buildings uh, will implement them. Um, food will be in container style uh, vessels 
um, and you can stack them on top of one another and they're all going to be uh, pest free and therefore no pesticides will be needed and they'll be immediately on site and they'll be light and temperature and air controlled and, and they'll grow in greater volume than they can grow in the dirt. Um, so you will see uh, this, this move back to the cities, but you will be able to share amenities on a first class basis where before there were tenements and things of that nature, uh, you're not going to see that. You're going to see a real increase in the quality of construction materials and the quality of life. So a lot of change uh, in, in a lot of the issues that you just related. How will these developments affect affordable housing in the future? Well, there are predicted housing shortages by nearly every expert who has commented on the subject. The wealth gap is also increasing and will probably continue to increase. The issues uh, related to affordable housing will proportionately increase. The community sharing concept will be coupled by uh, affordable housing fitting into the live-work-play communities. Having live-work-play developments will benefit those living in affordable apartments. Housing will also be more affordable generally due to the increase in savings on construction products. Projects, I'm sorry. Uh, overall, affordable housing requirements will remain a key factor in housing. It sounds like uh, technology is a significant factor here. How will technology of the future impact housing of the future? Okay, so this is the fun part. We'll see benefits in construction practices, financing for, uh, for new community associations and for new housing developments. We'll see software for communication with residents. We'll see transportation improvements and more. Let's just talk about transportation for a minute. Cars and commuting are two general concepts that are no longer favored. Having your own car is, a thing, is going to be a thing of the past. Car sharing rather than car leasing or ownership will be much more favored. Uh, the impact of car usage and the, with the emergence of autonomous vehicles will also drastically change the insurance industry. Uh, here's some types of technologies that you'll see. There will be GPS uh, devices monitoring the job site, so people won't be able to go off and uh, get in the field, as it were. Uh, they will be, it'll be known where they are at all times. I'm there not sure that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. There will be drones. Uh, site surveys will be uh, accomplished at a reduced cost. There will be building information monitoring where each and every uh, unit in a 200-unit uh, complex will be monitored for its heating usage, its air conditioning usage, its energy usage, uh, and many, many other things that, uh, that are in apartments and at that time. There is going to be mixed reality uh, for the marketing of homes. Uh, you've seen the devices that you put on your head and they call it virtual reality. That's going to be produced on steroids. You will never have to go to the site to see your house. You'll be able to see it from wherever you can put that device on your head. 3D printing is going to be enormous. A lot of people have seen 3D printers and they're all done with plastics and they're all the size of a card table or smaller. But they are experimenting now with test models for building full-scale buildings and structures with 3D printing. In the future, when you order a pizza, it'll be printed out in your 3D printer at your home. Uh, there will be artificial intelligence that will be uh, in, imbued into robots, 
most people will have three or more robots in their home uh, and there will be wearables. Computer chips will be the size of a grain of sand. They will build clothes with them. Smart glasses will come back for information at your, <laughs> at your eyeballs, literally. The, the wearable um, computer chips will monitor blood pressure, heart rate, uh, various uh, symptoms of diseases, but more importantly for some people, they will be able to kill bacteria so that they will never smell. Uh, it's really kind of cool stuff that's coming out there, and you'll have all of this by 2030. The, sca the scale of some of the stuff that you're describing is almost incomprehensible, the, the, the changes that are going to be coming. What, tell me about some of the key benefits to this type of housing. And, and some of the changes you're talking about? Well, first, they will, there will be financial benefits. The construction of your home will be considerably cheaper to accomplish. Uh, there will be uh, cost savings in utilities. Food will be produced locally. People will not probably eat meat in the next 30 years. You'll, we'll probably eliminate cattle. If you think about it, the vast ranges of, uh, of territory that are necessary to raise cattle uh, are, are extremely wasteful in an environment that's getting closer and closer together with the building of mega cities. And it, it is so inefficient to have cattle. And uh, we're, we already have a Burger King product that, uh, that mimics uh, real meat. Uh, most, a lot of people can't tell the difference at all. And uh, that's, it's vegetable based and it's better for you. And these kinds of food products will continue to grow. Um, child care will be at your fingertips within your own building. Uh, so if mom wanted to go downstairs and pick up the kids, uh, she need do nothing but get in the elevator. Um, senior care. Uh, we have had experiences with uh, pod-like structures that you put in your backyard and allow mom with Alzheimer's to live there. And she feels like she's self-sufficient, but the refrigerator is monitored. And if it doesn't open for 12 hours, something's wrong and you go check. If the bathroom, uh, if the toilet isn't flushed for a significant period of time, something's wrong and you go and check. These kinds of technologies will be uh, available for senior care on a, uh, a ready-made basis in any housing unit. Uh, environmentally, we'll be sharing uh, so many more resources and preserving so much more open space. We, are grow we will be growing our food on site or very, very locally. There'll be savings in energy, there will be reduced car dependence, and we will be teaching green skills at the very earliest of ages, and we will be practicing them. Um, there will be social benefits too, uh, and they remain to be seen. They're kind of a question mark. We have so much more technology today than when I was growing up, and yet I'm not sure that we could say that we have a more cohesive society as a result of all the communicative devices. So we will have to monitor that. But in certain senses, within your building, you're going to see the same 200 people all the time, and all the resources will be there. So you will live, work, and play with those individuals, and the hope is that the community sets and spirit will grow uh, and that it will be less isolated than, for example, uh, living in the deep suburbs or, or where your closest neighbor is uh, several acres away. So, Bob, you had mentioned uh, all of this new technology that we've experienced in the last really 10, 15, 20 years or so, um, and yet it hasn't made us a more cohesive. It certainly benefits 
but as you said, it hasn't necessarily made us more of a cohesive community. So clearly there are challenges that come with all this change. Can you outline some of the challenges that, that especially community associations need to be cognizant of and maybe start planning for? Well, uh, let's talk about the four P's. Uh, everything terrible about community association living begins with P, pets, pools, parking, and privacy. Let's talk about pets for a minute. Uh, as the need to become more mobile increases, the ability to have pets will diminish probably. At the same time, as technology advances, there will be a diminished need to interact with others. And yet, people are more interested in communal gathering spaces, uh, which some might say is a reaction to the de decrease in personal daily interaction. The future will likely bring more common area rooms for such things as bathing animals or fenced-in dog runs maintained by an association or a landlord. Advances are being made in terms of bacteria-killing computer chips that could be integrated into dog runs and clothes made for dogs to reduce odors. The ability and tendency to conduct surveillance of common areas will increase. The days of having somebody walk a dog and not clean up after it will be recorded and punishment can immediately be issued. I know a lot of people that are going to be happy about that. <laughs> there may be a reduced need to have a dog uh, leave the unit itself in the future in order to relieve itself. The ability to have bacteria killing computer chips will mean that upon feces disposal, the surface upon which the dog learned to relieve itself will never smell. There will be an increase in robotic dogs and cats, which will have many more capabilities than actual dogs and cats, with no feeding, no messes, and no bathing. Let's talk about parking for a moment. Individual car ownership will likely be a thing of the past for most people by 2030. With the advent of the self-driving car, you will be able to order up a car on an app and within minutes a sanitized, clean car will arrive unmanned at your residence. You will have to tell the car where to go and the car will take you there. You won't have to drive it. Parking as a community association problem will be eliminated because the cars you use will not stay on site. Uh, they will go to a central location uh, until they are called again and some associations and landlords have gone well out of their way to include on their common elements charging stations for electric cars. But this will probably become a thing of the past very shortly because cars won't be stored on site. Pools. In the event, uh, with the advent of the ability to convert salt water to fresh water, there will be more housing over water. This will bring not only pools, but many more water sports to community housing. The advent of additional construction materials will allow pools to be constructed just about anywhere, especially on roofs. Filtration systems are likely to improve the pool environment. Uh, repairs to pools may continue to be expensive for many years to come, but indoor pools will have lighting that mimics sunlight without the harmful effects of sunburn and UV rays. Privacy. Uh, improvements in construction materials will likely improve privacy as between units. Uh, hopefully they will also improve resistance to the spread of pests and vermin. On the other hand, personal privacy has been steadily eroding in this digital age. Uh, personal privacy, according to some, will be harder and harder to come by as security measures become cheaper and surveillance opportunities increase. Well, there's really a lot there to absorb, uh, and obviously a lot of planning for community associations to start thinking about. 
Bob, as we wrap up here, what are some final issues that you think are particularly relevant to housing of the future? Well, garbage uh, is a is a never-ending problem, and it'll uh, it'll have to be dealt with in the future. There will be an increased desire to recycle products. There will likely be increased regulation as to what may simply be thrown out and what must be recycled. The difficulties of enforcement in this regard are already substantial, but they may become even more difficult if community associations and landlords are expected to be responsible for unfailing enforcement. On the other side of the coin, we have increases in security measures. So if you go to a, a building's dumpster chute and try to throw something down there that's not allowed, it'll be detected and you'll be instantly fined. Uh, security measures increasing, uh, that's just one example uh, of how security measures will make community association living better for those who follow the rules and uh, more hazardous for those who do not. Hoarding. Uh, we have always probably had hoarding, but with, uh, with uh, society living closer and closer together in smaller and smaller quarters, there will be improvements in the construction materials, and as I said before, the computer chips, which will probably make it more difficult for, for vermin and, uh, and pests to live in that environment, so that's good. But on the other hand, um, people who hoard uh, will be more likely to affect their neighbors. And we're going to need uh, uniform uh, in, in, uh, and joint enforcement capabilities. Uh, most people will tell you that they have a very difficult time getting help from township uh, representatives, construction code officials, fire officials, health uh, officials when they're dealing with hoarding. Um, so that's going to be a continued issue. There will be However, many, many more privileges that may be withheld if a person fails to follow the rules uh, and, uh, and it would be more easy to find people for those behaviors. Electronic voting, as you know, is already here. Uh, the beauty of electronic voting is that it reminds the unit owner daily until he votes. So the nagging method has, uh, has allowed people who have never been able to get a quorum uh, to finally get a quorum after all these years. Uh, snow removal and landscaping will most likely occur by, uh, by robot. Um, already, if you go to Home Depot, you'll see a lawnmower that mows your lawn uh, by remote control in a robotic sense. But with artificial intelligence, you'll be able to do uh, community associations uh, with no greater problem. Pest control. Uh, if a rodent or a squirrel or a pest is trapped, the trap will be equipped with a GPS monitoring system so that the uh, pest control company instantly knows that the pest has been captured and they will go out and grab that pest rather than leaving it in your house uh, unfed and unwelcome for a lengthy period of time. Uh, you'll see more managers operating on flex time. There will be virtual meetings, uh, document storage, a problem for many years will be all cloud-based and accessible through a tablet or a smartphone and not limited uh, to work hours. You'll be able to access your information 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Transportation, we kind of talked about. Wi-Fi will be everywhere for everyone and at lightning speed. We talked about building materials a lot, but don't be surprised if your home doesn't look like it did when you grew up as a child. The uh, construction of new homes will be more resilient as climate continues to change. 
uh, the construction is going to have to withstand more uh, catastrophic events. Uh, garages, uh, with the combination of uh, self-driven vehicles, the ability to store off-site and have the vehicles arrive when you want them, your garage will now become either storage space or a man cave or a, or a woman cave. Uh, don't be surprised if people who have garages today uh, turn them into something different as soon as those driverless vehicles are made available. And finally, energy. Don't be surprised if the housing of the future is self-sufficient and actually produces its own energy, either in part or in its entirety, right on site. So, you know, as, as you were talking about some of these things, it, it occurred to me that these changes are already happening because we're already seeing some of these things, energy, transportation changes. Uh, and there's a lot here. We'd, I'd love to go into more detail on some of these topics, but unfortunately, we're out of time. Um, this was great information, and I think uh, our listeners are really going to enjoy this podcast. So, Bob, thank you. If you'd like more information on legal services provided by Griffin Alexander, please check out their website at www.lawgapc.com. You can also find contact information in the CAI member directory. For more resources and best practices on managing and governing your condominium, cooperative, or homeowners association, please contact CAI or visit our website at www.cai-padelval.org. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.